coming up, Dr. Lisa Guerron and John Scott Angrignon. show, we feature two of my favorite guests. You're all favorites of mine, however. Dr. Lisa Guerron is a graduate of my same alma mater and is therefore an expert, if you will, on new thoughts and self-help spirituality. John Scott Angrignon is an expert, more or less, although I know he would object to me calling him this, on the reconnective healing or the reconnection, which is a form of spiritual healing. View now how interesting their dialogues were on my recent shows. And one of the things, another one of the things that I loved when I was looking at your website is um, you, you have another saying or tagline, don't just survive, thrive. Learn how to manifest and open your gifts and empower your mind. And uh, I thought right away when I saw capital G period, capital I period, F period, capital T period, and S, that must stand for something. So I dug a little bit deeper because I thought this is so clever. This is obviously, um, I'd say in my terms, God given, we could speak generally and say they were inspired, if you will, by our higher mind. And um, I, I wish you could share with everybody what GIFTS stands for and perhaps how um, your patients, clients, students can work with those things. Yes, so that stands for gratitude, intentions, forgiveness, triumphs, and self-love. And those are all the keys that you need in your toolbox in order to get over those hurdles. There so often many of us take that for granted. We, we're given um, a gift, right, with all of those things in it, but we feel that we're supposed to have that, when in reality, we manifest that. We have to learn how to turn our no's into yeses, our downs into ups, and all of the things that happen for us, whether it's it's bad, or not so bad, or good, those are to be used as stepping stones to the get to the next level. We all fall down because we're all human. We all have a journey. But the one thing that I teach them, and I have this quote on the site, it's by Bob Moore. It says, my strength doesn't come from lifting weights. It comes from getting back up when I've been knocked down. Beautiful. And that's the key that people have to take in and they have to think about. It's okay to fall. It's okay to fail because you truly only fail when you fail to try. Exactly. Let's, let's grab uh, as many as we can in the um, amount of time we have left. Gratitude, it, it's funny when, when you list um, uh, the gifts, if you will, uh, very similar to one of my books, my third book, The Science of the Soul, I speak of gratitude and appreciation being just an amazing tool. The energy of gratitude um, and or appreciation, appreciation resonates a little bit higher as far as I'm concerned than gratitude. But when, when one say, I remember one of my clients um, in, in um, the area that 
that I'm working in, um, was kind of trudging through this mall and, and she had a walker and she was almost cursing herself and muttering under her breath and looking at me sideways at her situation. Well, that's not going to help anything. Certainly not. Um, and, and what I did with her was share with her an affirmative prayer of gratitude. And with gratitude, we can embrace the very thing that we may not be happy with. And in her case, it was pain in her legs. In her case, it was the, um, the walker she was using. And I kind of shifted it, or we shifted it, if you will, uh, got her into slightly meditative state right there in the mall. It was really a market, but we'll call it a mall. And um, she took a breath and immediately relaxed. Everyone, I find if you just take a breath and breathe into source energy or breathe into what ener whatever energy we're, we're kind of focused on, in this case, gratitude. My goodness, she began, we began to, to speak the word of gratitude for the fact that she is alive, the very basis of everything. So um, right here and right now, she affirmed and she declared she is so grateful for the fact that she is alive, for the very fact that she was given the gift of a walker so that she may achieve step-by-step -step walks. And then with these step-by-step -step walks, move to graduate into not using this and strengthening her legs and I, I think you're starting to get the idea how one can use yes. gratitude in such a powerful way to shift anger to shift resentment um, intention I find just so important so important for goal setting at the very least on a very superficial level but also for visualizing or envisioning as I refer to it as and with intention we can almost see feel hear taste where we want to go and therefore it starts to become reality if we can feel see and taste that's how I manifested three cars got myself in trouble should have only manifested the one um, but that's a whole other story in one of my my books um, the intent of driving the intent of being mobile the smelling the leather of the seats and the interior right then and there you're setting an intention on so many levels so that's why I'm, I was so excited to to see what the word gifts uh, stands for uh, forgiveness of course and I know you're going to agree with me on this it's not just about forgiving others but no, it is also about forgiving yourself Absolutely. because everything starts with self. It starts within. We have to look at the man in the mirror before we place blame on anything or anyone else. It is very, very important for us to take a look at ourselves deep within and find out where we lie in that whole arena. We had something to do with whatever caused it. We manifested it, whether we want to believe it or not. It is something that we spoke into existence with our thought pattern, our speech pattern, our behavior, down to the people that we have around us. So it is very true when they say you are what you eat. What you eat, what you take in is what you manifest within your body that comes out. The way you think, the people that you have around you, that manifests into everything that comes back to you. So oftentimes people talk about karma. <clears throat> well, 
karma can be good, karma can be bad, because it is the energy that you put out. The energy that you give to Mother Earth is the energy that comes back to you. So if you're only focusing on the negative, that's all you get back is the negative. So being gracious or having gratitude or appreciation for the things that you do and don't have, because you don't know the blessings that God has set for you, the intention that you set forth for yourself every day, moment to moment, also lives in the fact of how you forgive yourself and forgive others so that you can move forward and get to the next piece, which is triumph. Exactly. And let's speak about triumph, because to me, that's like an affirmation that's like scientific prayer if you will um affirming and declaring it is already so um and and you know symbolically as well as literally so triumph is what triumph is about getting over those hurdles it's about utilizing the energy that you have inside of you choosing to use your higher self not your lower self. So when something bad happens, we all so much want to say, why did this happen to me? Everything bad happens to me. Well, bad things happen to good people and bad people. But how do you get over that? How do you surpass that? And so if you go with your GI, your F, you learn how to get over those huddles and then you do become triumphant. Fear, procrastination, or I find are two of the top factors that stifle someone from becoming triumphant. It also starts with the mind. If you keep telling yourself that you can't do it, you won't do it because you don't even believe that you can. So you have to coach and motivate yourself just like you need others to do that as well. But again, it starts from within and understanding that you have that higher power within you. You have to use it and motivate yourself to get to the next piece, which then becomes self-love. Very good. And I like to refer to self-love with a capital L because you touched on this. Um, really at the core of everything is love with a capital L, which is source, which is higher mind, higher intelligence, wisdom, creativity. And if we allow that, that self-love of the capital L to take over everything, things get healed. Our attitudes shift using specific tools. And it's, it's funny, as you mentioned, triumph being one of the, uh, the gifts, if you will. I almost saw a person running and, and approaching the finish line, even though there's not just one finish, there's multiple triumphs in our life, of course. But approaching that, they're triumphant and the banner breaks in a, in a grandiose way. And then they're bathing in the love of self-love, which starts from within and radiates out, not only for themselves, but for themselves to share with everybody. And when we're happy, when we ease up on ourselves on what we perceive as failures, which aren't really, they're just learnings, really, um, then others begin to feel good. And they may not even, on a conscious level, realize we may be on public transit, for example, and just plain be feeling good about ourselves. And we might be reading or listening to music on our gadgets. Gadgets. I've just aged myself. I've given away my age, if you will. And, 
and um, uh, boy, oh boy, uh, we'll be doing a lot of editing later. Um, no, just teasing. Um, but um, when we're feeling good, it radiates out um, sort of like, a, I don't even know if we have these anymore, a station, a um, like a radio or television station. Now it's all digital, but I believe those still exist somewhere. And we radiate out either positivity or negativity. And that's why some days we'll have people reflect or mirror how we're feeling about ourselves, how we're feeling about life. It kind of begins to radiate out. And sometimes we'll have people just look us up and down. It's really us. It's really how we're feeling about ourselves. Or we'll have people smile. It's, it's fantastic if we smile at a stranger and don't expect anything back and they happen to smile back. But I find on the days I'm feeling really good and I, I'm not wanting that smile back. I just want to give. I want to radiate that out. I automatically get smiles or get smiles back. So self-love is very, very big. It's to do with source. It's to do with triumph. It's to do with achievement achievement and manifesting, does it not? Yes, definitely. Self-love is, that's one of those things that I think people forget about. Many of my clients forget that, especially women. Um, I find that as women, we tend, and I'm going to say we because I've done this myself as well, we tend to give so much of ourselves to others that we forget about us. We want to save the world. We want to give to the children, to our husbands, to our friends. We want to help fix everything, but we can't because we forget to think about and fix ourselves. We forget that the same nurturing we give others that we also need to give to ourselves and we need someone to give to us as well. So when you think about how gracious or how appreciative are you for your life, things you do or don't have, how do you set your intentions so that you continue to move forward and upward all day, every day? How do you forgive yourself for the things that you may have lacked doing or forgive others for things they may have done to you? How do you become triumphant using those things and then using the self-love or the, like you said, the capital L, the love of yourself first, starting from the inside out to truly conquer all of those things and begin to live the life that was set for you. So it, it becomes, a, I always tell people, remember, your glass is always half full. It's yes. never half empty. It's a mind shift. It's a mindset. If you know your glass is half full or your glass is overflowing, you can give to others. But if you start depleting yourself and the love that you have for you, you don't have that to give to others. Your body language speaks volumes. We can say we're happy, but on the surface, we're not. And people can see that. They will feel that also. Absolutely. Now in its 11th season, listen and watch Fridays to my podcast and webcast on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, MixCloud, Speaker Radio, Blog Talk Radio, Anchor FM, and YouTube. It's something near and dear to me because um, another practitioner, reconnective, a reconnection, reconnective healing practitioner, a friend of mine and client some years ago, she lent me a book. And what an exciting book this was, and, and we do have it here. It's by Dr. Eric Pearl called The Reconnection. And I couldn't put it down. 
Um, it's the first time I read a book straight through twice. Uh, in, first in one evening, couldn't forget about it. It's like a light turned on. It was very, very exciting for me. It spoke to me, if you'll pardon that very conventional, now very conventional um, saying. And um, she was doing a treatment on me that involved two days. It had to be done over two days. And I really noticed a difference when I came back to her the second day. She actually did it in my office, which I had upstairs of a metaphysical store on, on my Reiki table. And um, it, it, it was an amazing experience. And I'm so grateful to her, Sarah, if you're out there, hopefully you're watching or listening. Um, and maybe you even know Jean Scott, I'm not sure. Um, but I wanted to, I never forgot this experience. Mm. I wished I owned the book. I, I forgot about it. I, I didn't buy it anywhere. I uh, should have because I was working for years in, a mes in several metaphysical stores. And um, fate brought us together a couple of months ago at um, sort of a wellness get together, I guess we, we could call it. And where I met some amazing people, some of whom have already been on the show. And hopefully you'll come back another time to speak more as well. Uh, or maybe even demonstrate. I, I should set up a table and have you do um, um, some sort of reconnective energy work on mm -hmm. somebody. Uh, preferably myself. In any <laughs> case, um, um, I never forgot the book. I never forgot any of the, these experiences. And then lo and behold... I meet you, Jean Scott, at this get-together, and there was a, an immediate connection, if you'll pardon the pun, an immediate kind of a knowing of stuff, and I loved your presentation that you gave. I don't know if you remember doing it even, because yeah. it was probably all channeled, but it was both amusing and entertaining at the same time, and it wasn't a huge crowd, but um, I know that they were positively affected, uh, not just entertained, of course, but uh, educated. Um, to whatever degree at that point. And uh, I remember, too, a lady came in. That's you right. might remember that. She was... Uh, she walked in off the street. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure that's exactly what she needed, mm -hmm. whether she follows up with you or someone else, but she probably needed that information at that time. So I know I'm blabbing on and on. I tend to do that. Um, now, I'm going to start right off the bat by sharing with you, uh, and, and those of you out there as well, I have a particular bias. Uh, and that's towards Reiki as well. I know I've said amazing things about the reconnection and reconnective healing. However, my, my first exposure to energy healing was Reiki. Um, and um, it was through a teacher, my Reiki teacher in Montreal. And that wasn't for me. I mean, she was an awesome teacher, as good as she can be, based on what was known 15 years ago. Um, but again, information is always being channeled. Information is always coming everybody's way. And uh, we all know a lot more about Reiki since then. And I've written a number of books. I did one of my either master's degrees or PhDs about um, comparing uh, various forms of energy healing. I'm, I'm sorry I did not include the reconnection. Uh, I only connected, um, um, or rather shared what I knew at the time, which was Qigong healing or Qigong, um, Q-I or C-H-I gong, G-O-N-G, for those of you who are or aren't familiar with that out there. It's thousands and thousands of years old. It's based on uh, animals and you, you should research that. Out of that came chi healing and chi, playing with chi, doing all kinds of stuff with that. 
And really, I believe from my research that Reiki really stems out of that, even though it's a different little bit of a fine tune and a different um, kind of energy um, as well on top of Qi energy, uh, which all of us have. And what intrigued me about the reconnection or reconnective healing energy is it seemed to be a different frequency. And, and Dr. Eric Pearl in all his wisdom spoke or speaks of an energy grid that we are a part of or the earth is a part of and connecting to that. Can you share with us a little bit about that so we can understand? Gladly, thank you. Um, and thank you for having me today. I'm it's really an honor and yeah. a pleasure. Um, yeah, the, um, I think the first thing I want to talk about is, um, is the arrival of reconnective healing on this planet. It happened 25 years ago this year, as a matter of fact, in 1993. Um, Dr. Eric Pearl was a chiropractor in Los Angeles. And suddenly he discovered he could heal people just by waving his hands in the air and uh, sort of playing with what he was with feelings and sensations he was getting in his hands, he found people in his practice started having these incredible healings. And um, being a man of science, he didn't just leave it there. He just kept reading. He wanted to know what was going on. He did a lot of research, a lot of uh, you know, looking at various other healers to try and get their advice as to what they saw. And it was, it, his journey with that is very amazing and, and very humorous and very uh, enlightening. And um, if you ever get the chance to hear him speak, please do or read, read his book, The Reconnection. It has, tells the story. He's, very, he's a very good writer and a visionary. And, um, but the other thing that started happening when he could suddenly heal people was his client, some of his, his, his first, the first client this happened with was named Frederick Ponsloff. And Frederick got on his chiropractic table, fell into a trance, and began to channel these sentences. He channeled six sentences to Dr. Pearl. The first sentence was, we're here to tell you to continue doing what you're doing, which referred to the healing he was doing. The second sentence was, what you're doing is bringing light and information to the planet. The third sentence was, what you're doing is connecting strands, reconnecting strands, which refers to DNA. And the fourth was, what you're doing is reconnecting strings, which referred to other dimensions. It took a while to put all this together. The fifth sentence was, know that you are a master. And the sixth sentence was, we've come because of your reputation. Now, every time that guy went on the table for chiropractic treatment, he would fall into this trance and utter those six sentences. And, um, and uh, that was made Dr. Pearl pay attention. He said, something's going on here. You know, what is, what is happening here, you know? And uh, he began to analyze those sentences. And then it got a bit stranger because about 50 of his other chiropractic clients who didn't know each other without any kind of preemptive knowledge of anything all fell into his, and went on his table and fell into a trance and uttered those same six sentences over period of about two or three months. So he, he knew he had to pay attention. That was, that was a huge attention getter for him. Expand your consciousness and awareness with Dr. Michael's more than 40 paperback books of a self-help, mystical, new thought, and metaphysical nature available from Amazon. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Peace and richest blessings.